Oh, I got his ass now. My bottle got stretched a little bit. You have to be fast in the track. I'm, a, I'm about to light this shit up. Oh, James, back in studio. Good to have you back, pal. Oh, thanks, buddy. It's back to good. It's great to be back. Uh, it's great to be back with our, our setup here. Man, it's legit. It feels like when you, you know, when you're, say you're out all day at home or you're out all day, you come home and you're like, your bed's nice. It's just so comfortable after a nice shower. That's what it feels like walking into our studio. <laughs> feels like we're just home. This is just, just where home, it goes baby. down. Uh, yeah. It doesn't feel the same when either of us are on the road. So no, it's not near, like, it's not nearly as fun when we're not both in studio. No, I'm glad we were able to delay a little bit so you can come home so we can get this done both in studio. I know we were going to have the show out like usual on Wednesday, like we usually do and record it Tuesday. Because today's Thursday, we're gonna release it Friday. Yep. But then, would have had to done it over the computer. We'd have would have had to phone Nick Long and Anthony Picardo, our guest today, by the way. Would've Show thirty seven. By the way, would have had to done like a three way call, and it just it wouldn't have been nearly as good. No, it wouldn't. So this big, is great. Big quality guys. Big sound guys now, guys. <laughs> Huge quality guys. Uh, so show number thirty seven, guys. We got uh, Johnny Holshot coming on the show. We got Shibby Sauce Drip. If you guys that don't know, that's Nick Long and uh, Anthony Picardo. The captain and Shibby. The, ca the captain and Shibby. We got to ask Shibby what the hell is Shibby and Sauce Drip. I want to know where he gets all these little things he, he always tags, like Shibby, Sauce Drip, going up, <laughs> Drip, <laughs> Wet. <laughs> like, what? That should be our opening question. So, what is Drip, Wet, Sauce Drip, Shibby? <laughs> Do explain. <laughs> That'd be so fun. Good to hear about the captain and his new ride, or it will be good to hear about the captain and his new ride, too. Yeah, that's a, that was a big change. Honestly, I think we, like we've mentioned before, like, he, uh, he was the face of Haro to me, and now he's uh, he's switched over. So it, it's big. It's going to gonna be interesting to hear what his like what the switch has been like. And yeah, it will be interesting because he kind of or people identify Haro with him, too, you know, because he's been on Haro for so long. Mm -hmm. He's been on there probably for 10 years. Yeah. Like I said, when I think of Haro, I think of Nick Long right now. Exactly. Nick Long, DB, Kaelin Young, like the wild child. Even, yeah, Brooke, she's on it, obviously. Exactly. So, yeah. And I even think, honestly, I even think of like DB and Corbin on Haro. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Corbin wasn't on for long, but he fit the role well. For I some reason, why. I always feel like he's a Haro guy. He kind of, I mean, yeah, like, I know. Even to this day, I see him on Daylight. It's like, oh yeah, he rides for Daylight. But like, oh yeah, he's like, but he's like a Haro guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so we, funny. I mean, we still need to get Corby on the show. I'm telling everyone on the show, we have been trying. Okay, we just had like bad timing. Well, yeah. the first time we had an issue. Second time, just bad timing. We'll get him the third time. We'll get him, but we're going to get him on the fucking show. Yeah. People need to hear him. He's Mr. Quiet, but once you get him an interview, I think he just talks forever. So He's going to be really cool to talk to because like, I've known him my whole life, but I don't really know him. That's the thing. Nobody knows about that. Yeah. Guy. We yeah, raced yeah. each other since we were like nine, 10 years old and yeah. battled so many times as amateurs and raced each other in elite and everything. I don't even, I don't really know him. Yeah. No. So I'd love to talk to him. Yeah. Um, thanks Thank to ProGate Europe. When he starts the Great Gate, Nick had some and has some really good starts. Like, remember that whole shot of Rio on the Pro Gate Europe? You remember that whole and shot? Does, it, does anyone remember that? That was something <laughs> savage right there. I mean, I didn't really see it because I just got cut off and I was at the back of the pack, so. <laughs> but like when I rewatched it. <laughs> you saw a pipe one off. I saw him rip one off. Was uh, he, he was in lane two, wasn't he? No, no, Anthony was in two. Oh, he Anthony was, was in two, yeah, he was in three. three. He was yeah, in was three, in yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must have been in three. What a hot one, two, And three. boy, he got out. Holy smoke. The kid girl. got, so it must have been, I think Yelly was in four. I think the, I was in five. No, Carlos would have been five. You were in six. Connor, seven. No, Con, no. Was it? No, or Carlos was around. in seven. I was in five. Connor oh. in six, I think. Yeah, that's it. You're and right. then Yelly in four. I wasn't there, guys. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we good to have him on. Yeah. Uh, first topic of the day. 
First topic of the day. Okay, so if anybody knows us, we're big motocross fans. Huge moto guys. Huge moto fans. Okay, we're getting excited for Supercross season to start up in January. Um, Tori's looking for a button. What are you looking for, pal? Uh, Never mind. You just keep going. You're sorry, on a roll. buddy. You're Anyways, on. Uh, we always, well, the past few years. <laughs> there you go. Found him. The past few years we've been playing um, Fantasy, Pulpamex Fantasy. Like, so it's Supercross Fanny. Yeah. And other people have said they've wanted to join, but we've, like, obviously before, we've never really known. Now we know. Now what we're going to do, we're going to have a coffee chatter fantasy league on Pulpamex thing. Yeah, yeah. So Pulpamex Fantasy, anyone who follows motocross knows about, the obviously, the fantasy leagues and stuff. And you pick riders every week to be on your team and blah, blah, blah. We want to do a coffee chatter fantasy motocross uh, league like James said. So... All we do is we only do like five bucks a weekend. We don't really do a buy-in or anything. We just do it for fun, just to put something on the line. James, I think you need your mic like closer to your mouth. Want me to tilt it up a little yeah, bit? Yeah, tilt it up. Check, check, one, two. All right. Uh, it's hard to, you know, tilt it up. We got this damn teddy bear here. It's so festive in this studio right now. There you go. Thanks, pal. It's been a minute. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we do, all we do is $5 a weekend. So, anybody that wants to join, we will do, uh, how do we want to do it? Do we want to just tell people to message us and we'll start creating like a, an Instagram page for this? Yeah, or, or like just, not a page, but like a yeah, message group? As I say, just message us on Coffee Chatter on Instagram if you're interested. And then we can get some people together. And we usually do like five bucks a week. Mm-hmm. And there's 17 rounds. 17 rounds? Yeah, 17. 17 rounds. And it's fun. Um, yeah. Five bucks a week. And we can, depending on how many people join, we could do like an overall top three or do top three per week. Or, you know, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Last time all we did was, what we do, like, uh, we only had think three or four people. <laughs> yeah. So was, we just did like first place got all the money. Yeah. Or, uh, or second place got like five bucks or something. But in the past we had like eight. So first place would win. Second place would win a little. Third place get their money back. Because here's the thing: we know a lot of motocross fans are in BMX, so I'd probably be into doing this. So that's why we're bringing it up. It'd yeah. be fun. I think we could get a lot of people. I know. Let's see. Him. Come on, people, reach out to us, our personal pages, or um, just message Coffee Chatter, and uh, we'll get it going. We'll start get a list going. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, President's Cup. Anybody that watches golf? Okay, you know I know we're not going to talk a lot about golf here because I know no one gives a shit. But, <laughs> and, but. anyone knows the President's Cup, it was, the, it was a team event, U.S. first international team, so rest of the world besides Europe because the U.S. and Europe go head-to-head in the Ryder Cup. So basically it's Team Tiger against the rest of the world. And Tiger Ryder. Woods <laughs> lit it up. He went 3-0 and at the President's Cup, and they won. He is my god. He is my idol. Oh, my like, God. He I have such so a big good. man crush on that oh. guy. So anyone who watches golf knows it's a very exciting week in the week of golf. <laughs> So the other weekend I was at the, um, we had our like Canadian media days thing. Yeah. So we did some media stuff and we had this little questionnaire f- uh, thing to fill out. And it was basically just so they could get like some fun answers about questions. So they get to know us. One of them, what was your favorite like sports athlete or like moment or whatever. All I wrote down was like Ryder cup president's cup is my favorite event. <laughs> and my favorite athlete, Tiger Woods. Dude, it's <laughs> Here's the thing. Those team events in golf are so sick. Cause the guys get so hyped. Dude. Yeah. Like honestly, usually yeah. in golf, they drain a putt and they just kind of like tip their hat, but they're full on yelling. Like yeah. you should search, search Justin Thomas and Tiger Woods celebration and you'll see the biggest hype I've ever seen in golf. It's fucking awesome. It, I saved the video oh on Instagram. Gosh. I like to watch it before bed. Just, it's just, <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> oh, it's all the time. I love me some me. Yeah. Cause he saw Terrell Owens in video. I was like, I love me some me. <laughs> so whoever, whoever wins a big race, like whoever wins the first world cup this year, come across the line and just yell, I love me some me. <laughs> Like Neek, if you're all listening, or whoever wins in Australia, maybe it's Anthony. Who's gonna Who's gonna win in Australia? Maybe it's James. It could be me. If I if I win, someone you know yell I'll be it. Yelling. Someone yell it. Yeah, we should get Mariana to yell it. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> <laughs> that would be so. Epic. It's got to be somebody like her that could do it because it wouldn't seem cocky if she did. No, it'd just be funny. Yeah, it'd yeah, just be it'd hilarious. Be funny. 
Or like Graph, Graph, if you win your first World Cup this year, just yell at the finish line. I love me some me. We'd be so stoked. Oh, that'd be badass. That'd be epic. Oh my God. Let's hear, let's hear about your uh, funny pee story. Okay, so funny pee story. So we were making fun of Tuan, uh, was it last week's show? Mm. About, was it last week? I think it was last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. So anyways, two nights ago, uh, I'm sitting on my couch at home. It's like 7.30 at night. Somebody knocks on the door. Of course. Of course. Of the course. first thing I think of, motherfuckers, like, test excuse my language anyways, of course yep i was like come on so i got my mom to answer the door i think she goes to the door thank Old wendy God. wendy goes to the door wendy goes to the door i was like i don't want to deal with this like can you just go get the door you're just enjoying your evening you don't <laughs> right? want to you don't want to pee in a cup so turns out it wasn't the pee test thank god it was some guy trying to sell something so what a treat oh my god my heart was racing let me tell you i, I know like, just because you don't want to do it exactly like, you're on there you probably just had dinner yeah probably just like hanging on the couch watching tv straight up exactly you're in nice comfy pants yeah i didn't want to have to deal with people no you don't want to pee in a cup no. it's so annoying and then you don't have to go and then you just hang out <laughs> in your living room yeah it's so annoying. It's brutal. So I, as soon as the door was closed, my mom came back into the living room. I was like, okay, mom, we need to go over in some instructions. Okay. <laughs> if any of that ever happens again, and if it's not between 7 and 8 a.m. when I have my time, you just pretend I'm not home. We don't need to oh, worry Oh, I don't it. know if that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> they see you like, just slipping out the back door. <laughs> I was like, you don't know I'm here. You don't know where uh, I'm at, but you can give me a call. Then I you're don't forever mind. flagged on CCEF. <laughs> oh, so I had a good laugh about that. So last night, this is the next night now. Literally the same time, no, 7.30, come, again. come knocking on my door this time. Who was it? The actual It's not going to be the same salesman. No, it was not. It no. was the tester uh, people. It's fucking 7.30. So annoying. Seriously, 7.30 at night, this close to like Christmas? Come on. How long did it take you to go? Really quick. I, I think we did filled out the form. We talked for like five minutes while I chugged some water. Got the pee out. Got my, I have my system. Yeah. We all have our systems. My yeah, system yeah, yeah, is yeah. take the socks off, get the water take running. Take your socks off. Yeah, I heard some, one of the guys told me <laughs> when you're in your own house, he's like, yeah, when you take your socks off, the cold floor helps you pee quicker. Seriously? I don't know. He told literally me that. never heard it's that. It's worked every time since I've done it. So I literally just, I take my socks off. <laughs> you just that whip man up. giving me the weirdest look over there. I swear you to God. just take off all your clothes and just walk in <laughs> naked. <laughs> hey bro, this is my routine. I got to do it. <laughs> all right, fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> Can you imagine you start whipping your clothes off the living room? What are you doing? I'm, I'm getting ready to pee. I, I got you got, got to do what this I got to do. This is how I pee. This is what I do. You got to watch everything, right? That'd be something. So I, yeah, and all I could think about when I was doing that though, I was like, I was thinking of our last talk of taking a selfie with the guy. I didn't even bring my phone in the bathroom, but I was like, oh, that would have been epic. Someone, like we said, someone's got to take a selfie with them. You can, I can tell you right now, I certainly was not going to be the one doing that. You know what's annoying? Like you're sitting there, you're waiting, and they start like asking about, oh, so like, uh, where are you in the season right now? It's like, okay. I have no interest in talking about what we're doing right now. I have no interest in making small talk. No, I don't want to talk to you. And guys. like here, I don't want to sound like a dick, but it's it, first of all, I know it's our duty. Well, it was my duty to do that mm -hmm. um, as athletes. It is, but like, just come in, please don't talk a lot and let's yeah. just get it done and move on. Yeah. My people are really cool. That's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. My people were cool yesterday. I don't think I said a word to them. I didn't even say hi when they walked in the door. I just said, they're like, James, I was like, yep. <laughs> uh, they knew the routine. Yeah, yeah. It was Jerry. Do you, you know Jerry? No. Jerry's the old guy that always comes. He's come to my house. Every it was always time. a woman that came to my house, but it, obviously she brought a guy to come in the bathroom. Yeah. But it was always the same woman. My guy was all. My guy is always the same. It's always Jerry. But like, I don't feel like I don't want to make. I'm not a big small talker. No. But I don't want to make small talk with him. I just want to. I just wanted to do the deed. Yeah. And then to leave. Exactly. I think I was in and out in like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. It was. It was great. The last time I yeah. got tested was like two months ago. It was my record time. It was yeah. so, it was probably like 20 minutes. It was so, so fast. You literally come in, you're like, I know the routine. Let's start filling out the forms. Rip it open. You're like, I got to go. Let's go. Yeah. And like two seconds later, here we go. Boom. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. Great. Yeah. So that was funny. I saw you got a rant written down. 
I do. Should we, do you want to get into it? Go for it. Yeah. All right. I'm fucking, okay. Excuse me. I got to stop swearing on the show. I apologize <laughs> to anybody listening. I've heard that I swear. I get a little too excited and I swear a lot just because it only happens when I get excited. Oh, whatever. whatever. Anyways, I'm tired of seeing all these videos of people doing these sprints in the heat chambers. Like, okay, are you going to sprint in a heat chamber for like every week up until Tokyo? Like, what's the deal? I understand it's going to be hot. I know Canada, we were going to do the same thing, but guys, who gives a shit? Are they doing it? I, have, I actually haven't seen these videos, so please, okay. please elaborate. So people are like, I know it's not the athletes saying they want to do it. It's the countries telling these athletes to do it. Yeah. Okay? But they literally go in their entire kit. They go in a room on these watt bikes or stationary bike, and it's clearly heated up with yeah, humidity, yeah. and they just obviously are doing a sprint. And I don't know for how long, I don't know the session they're doing, but they're doing these sprints in the heat chamber. You know what's kind of funny about that? So I understand them, them doing it and it's heat acclimatization. Uh, and it's a good idea. But that being said, it's like when there's other like World Cups that are hot or like the world, no one really does it. Yeah. Like all of a sudden the Olympics is coming. So let's let's just go over. Like I don't want to say overboard because it is a good idea to do that stuff. But mm -hmm. like why does all of a sudden the Olympics come around and we all have to change our routine and, and do other shit? Exactly. Like I, we're going to Australia next month. I've seen people say it's 44 degrees there at one point, like depending on where you are. Like if you did this every time we went to a hot world cup, you always did this heat chamber. I'd be like, okay, you guys know what you're doing. Like there's a reason. Yeah. It. Why does it seem like we're, people are only doing it now because okay, all of a sudden Tokyo is going to be hot and humid. I know we need to do it now. And like I said, it's, it is a good idea to do some of that, but I don't agree with people like, Oh, it's the Olympics. So let's change what we've done in the past. Yeah, completely. I know. Like, of course you have to adapt and evolve training, but why do we have to just all of a sudden just change everything? No, I don't get it. And no, I, I know. So I remember when was it? It might've been between, it was 2017 before Rock Hill. I don't know. Anyways, we were going to do some, not a heat chamber thing, but we were going to do this thing where it, we oh, were yeah, before, supposed to get acclimated before, to something. For the world, wasn't it? Was that what it was? Is that what you're doing the testing at the world? I think so. But it was supposed to be like long-term. Like it was supposed to be for all the hot. Oh, yeah, yeah, We had, the, we spoiled the sensors and stuff. Yeah, yeah we did that. that and then we, I think we did that. Yeah, well, I was talking about that, but also we were supposed to do something where we sat in a room, pedaled on the bike for a while, and then sat in the hot room for longer. I never did that. I never did either. I'm just saying we're supposed <laughs> to do <Okay>. it. <laughs> but we never did it. But like, I feel like if whatever we were going to do then was supposed to be like for long-term to get us like to see what we needed. Yeah. It just seems like now all these people are doing it full kit, doing these sprints on in the heat room for like what? Like, what are you getting out of it this close now to like, are you going to change what you're doing now compared to what you're going to do in Tokyo in like six months? Yeah. Is there enough time? If I'm wrong, I'm I, wrong. I don't know. That just seems ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. So stop fucking putting your helmets on. Stop <laughs> riding your bikes in the heat chamber and just go right. Like, I know. Yeah. And like I said, that some of that is really good, but. I also don't agree with like, okay, it's Olympics. We need to do, we need to like do a complete 180 on everything we've do, done the last 15 years of training. Completely. Like what's kind of ridiculous. That's, a, that's like my pet peeve. Like when we go to even worlds and we got to change shit because okay, that's what's really, that's really annoying too. Oh my God. It's like, okay, at a world cup, we'll do this, 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 and it's fine. But all of a sudden it's the world championships. We, we can't do that anymore. We had to be perfect. It's, it's like, like, what? Let's just do the same shit. We know works. Yeah. The let's just prepare the way we prepare. Yeah. We put as much pressure on the World Cups as we do the World Championships. Let's be real. Yeah. And it's like, well, your body's used to routine. Yeah. We yeah. don't need to go like start doing this random crazy shit just because you think it's the right thing to do. We need to do what works for us. And if you usually have a burrito the night before, have a burrito. Don't yeah. switch to just <laughs> chicken, broccoli, and whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like, going to make a difference. No, it's, that's my point. It's yeah. Like, it's like all of a sudden, if you eat a certain way, all of a sudden the week of the world, you just switch and just, oh, I got to eat perfect. It's the world. It's like, no, just do what you've been doing. Exactly. Yeah. You got to your to the point where you are because yes. you've been doing the right things before. You don't need to change what you're doing. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people put 
I don't want to say too much emphasis on that kind of stuff, but I think they do lead him to those races. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Do do what you do. <laughs> <laughs> do you, people. Do you. Anyway, that, that was a pretty good one, actually. Yeah. Sorry, I just had this epiphany in my head. Sorry. We did press the record button, didn't we? Yeah, it's, it's red. Okay, I, d- I couldn't remember. It's, it's red. Re- remember, I've only, been, I've only been with the system once while we've done this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, that's so. red. We're good. Okay. See, the crowds are pausing. We're good. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Savannah, thanks over there. There's so many people are listening. <laughs> <laughs> Um, tire I, compounds I saw you wrote down. Yeah, I had a debate on this. I, I thought about this a while ago because I've turned into like an F1 fan now just because of that. How sick is F1? Seriously. Honestly, it was because of the Netflix series yeah. that I started becoming an actual fan. Like I paid attention. I watched. Yeah. The, yeah. What's it called? Drive to Survive. Yeah, Drive to Survive. Yeah. It's the best It's the best docu-series I've ever seen. Seriously. It's yeah, so cool. It's I already so can't sick. wait for season two. Yeah, it's, it's dope. Yeah. But it got me thinking because somebody said something about tires and like, we as tires we only work on tire size and we work on like tread pattern why haven't we ever i mean why haven't we ever thought about like tire compound because like f1 you're referring to like they use like super soft soft yeah yeah Yeah, so like for their tracks i know it's completely different i'm not saying we're similar at all but they just have all these different compounds of tires that they use depending on the tracks well we go to different climates too we go to places that are cold we go to places that are hot we go tracks that are a lot harder a lot well grippier smoother blah 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 why don't we have different compounds? Why don't bike companies make different comp and tires? Like, I don't know if it in the mo- or a mountain bike world, I don't know if they have different compounds. I think they do. Do they? I think so, yeah. So I was thinking about it. What if we had like one of these tire companies came out with like just three compounds, let's say, or even two, like a, a warm weather and a cold weather or something like that. Is that is that feasible? I think everyone just makes their shit the fastest for the gate and the hill. Okay. I don't know. I don't think our tracks, they don't like... Especially on Supercross, they don't vary that much. I don't feel like. So even if it was really hot, do you think a different compound would be any different? You know, it probably would, but I don't know enough about it. I, mean, like, I don't either. But you know, PSI actually makes quite a bit of difference. Yeah, like, so? PS, yeah, PSI actually does. Because let me tell you, one time I was in San Diego like two <laughs> years ago and I went to the Gaines house and I used Tommy's uh, air compressor and it didn't have a gauge. So I think I pumped my shit up to like 130 PSI. It was like rocks. <laughs> and then I went to the Chula ABA track and I was doing a half lap with, I think, Nick, and I was leading him through, and I was going full speed through the rhythm section. I thought I was going to lose the front. I was bouncing <laughs> everywhere. I, seriously, I was going full speed. Now, for a second, I was worried I was going to completely lose control of the front end. Yeah. And fair. so I let air out, and it actually was way easier to ride through the rhythm section. It makes a difference. Because my stuff was bouncing everywhere. I got a question for you, too. This is something we've talked about. I've talked about with Adam, I think, is obviously I feel like if I run higher to pressure, I'm going to like roll faster. Mm-hmm. To what point... Does this like less PSI roll slower? Like, does it really make a difference? Do you think if you get below 80, it makes a difference? If I have my tires at 80 versus 100, do you think the rolling resistance is really that different? If it's a, for instance, yeah, Supercross hill, it's a bit bumpy. It probably would yeah. be faster at 80 than 100. You think so? Because you have a little bit of give on the tire to go over the bumps, mm-hmm. as opposed to if it's a little bit bumpy and you're really pumped up, it's going to be bouncing more. Okay, yeah. So it actually Good would make a, like, we don't think about it, but it actually does make a bit of a difference. Yeah. For sure. That's always, I've always, like another thing I've thought about before is like, do I really need to have my tires at 100? Because I do it because nowadays I do like the way it feels on a smooth track. Like I like a firm, whatever feel, but I always kind of did it because I thought it was the faster way. I always just put 100 PSI. Yeah. I was like 100? Okay, it's fast. 100 PSI. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. the last year, I think I, last year I was racing, I might have done 80. No, maybe 100. I feel like you did 90 or 100. I always did 100, 100. 100, 100. Yeah, PH I've would have me go 70 in the front, 80 in the back for a while. And then Connor's like, when me and Connor were training a lot together, he was doing 100, 100. He's like, oh, dude, you did it harder. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just started running 100, 100 for no real reason. 
this is Tori. He, he just does his shit. <laughs> I, was like, well, I don't know. Um, I don't know. No one ever told me one way or the other. So I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no. I'd be curious to know. Cause I bet some people have looked into it and probably, I bet your graph knows all about tire compound. I bet you he knows about oh, yeah. PSI tread pattern. That's who we should be works. calling up. We should be calling graph right now. Okay. Next time I'm going to, next time we talk yeah, about we're, this, we're I'm going to call him up. We're going to call graph up. Yeah. Um, the big news after grants. Oh, that's for Nick. What am I looking at here? Oh, super cross hill and flat hill series. I uh, put this in there. Yeah. We got, I got a, a bunch of different talking points. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. Yeah. So this is actually something, okay. This was something my dad brought to me. Yeah. I think we've talked about it ourselves before too, but he was saying like, why is it that we, why can't we like, basically we're having older people kind of complain sometimes that supercross is new school like it should be all be old school blah 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 well why can't we have both why can't we have a world cup series that's supercross and then a separate series like usa bmx that's specifically small hill that's exactly that's exactly what we should have. we should have two yeah. world i thought i've kind of thought we should have two world championships yeah, really? One supercross one regular that'd, be, that'd cool. be crazy yeah but why not yeah why not and it's like a usa bmx is like it's both really yeah. you get all kinds of tracks but it'd be fun if we had like a series that was small hill and a series that was supercross hill i think, I think so cool. too yeah i think the aba series you should have a title for both one supercross one regular yeah that'd be great you could do like rock hill oldsmar wherever else yeah uh houston and i think there's people that are better at one than the other i think there's a different way to prepare for one than the other it's kind of weird that i have the same series on both like yeah. i don't know i think you should have one or the other i think it'd be really cool yeah and then obviously the Olympics is on Supercross, but other than that, then you could have a world champion. You could have a BMX. You have a BMX world champion and a BMX Supercross world champion. That'd be so that'd be cool. So sick. Since so nowadays we have a pump track world champion, so I mean, what's the difference of having a BMX? Yeah, no, we should have two. That'd be yeah. so sick. There's no yeah. reason why we shouldn't. Yeah, because like a, that's like a motocross. You always have two champions. You have the Supercross champion and you have the motocross champion. Yep. So we should. I think we could have two for sure. And like the ABA yeah. series, you could run. I don't know, run the Supercross in the first few months and then run regular the second half of the year. I don't mm -hmm. know. That'd be sick. You change your training just a little bit. Maybe you start doing some heavier stuff for the flat hill, change the bike setup a little bit for the flat God, hill. God, it'd be so much easier for training logistics. Yeah. No, okay, we're going to race Albuquerque, then we're going to Rock Hill, we're going to DeSoto, <laughs> then we're going to Oldsmar. <laughs> flat hill, Supercross, flat hill, Supercross. And we're going to like Phoenix, we're going to Oldsmar, we're going somewhere else, and we're doing a World Cup, <laughs> we're going back to Nashville. <laughs> so your body's like, what's going on? Yeah, with such variety. I know. So much different. Really so it makes is. it more impressive that guys like Joris and Connor and Corbin can be up for the title and stuff and do well at everything because they they oh, just win yeah. on anything, doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that is the thing at the same time. It's like the, most of the top guys are going to be the top guys in both. But I do think obviously there's differences a yeah. little bit, like sure. let's say between like five to 10. So I think that would be really cool. No, I think it'd be cool. I agree. Yep. So still then social media checking. Oh yeah. So oh, we yeah. saw the clip of the guys doing the trap bar deadlift on top of the super cross hill. I love it. <laughs> I think these, I, these guys probably thought they were being stuff. sneaky. Okay. We have our resources. Who, where is the, you sent me the video, but who's, who was it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I was, I was scrolling through the stories on something on like the Explore page or my stories and I came across it. Whatever. Dude, it was so sick. And they was like, Savage probably had three plates on the trap bar, top of the Supercross hill, just wrapping it out. A little load release, heavy light CNS stim. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> it's so funny because like, I think we've always like joked about or talked about having a, a bar at the track or a bar, like a, a gym under the Supercross hill, all these things. Dude, it's a good idea. But it's like in my head, to be honest, I've like, I, I'm like, why would I ever do that? Like, even if we had it, I'd be like, how would I implement it? Because I feel like what I'm doing now is exactly what I need to be doing. So I was like, who, who needs this? Who's going to so do cool. it? And then I saw them actually doing it. I was like, no way. It's awesome. Yeah. Willers used to lift at the races before motos. He did, right? Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah. Yeah. I've done, I haven't like lifted weight, but I've done that kind of thing before laps or something. It works, works well. So if we were training and we had this option, what would you do? 
I mean, you have to find like a protocol, but you'd probably do like, say, two heavy reps on the trap bar, then a gate. Okay. I would think something like that. Probably similar to what they're doing. Look yeah, like. yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. Because yeah. I know I've done like uh, plyos to gates. So I do like a couple jumps, take a quick rest, and then go do a gate or something. It depends Same what you idea. want to do. You could do it like at the beginning of your gate session, just do like a couple sets to um, stimulate your nervous system, or you could do it before each gate also. Okay. But I don't know. That'd be really cool to mess around with. I think it's super cool. I think it would. It would be interesting. Yeah, I've never I think tried it's awesome. It and, yeah. You no, know, I'm good on them for doing it. Yeah, like people, I said, people <laughs> are probably watching. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> guys, it's actually a really good idea. Well, that's gonna, I was like, no way. These guys are actually doing this. Come on. I wouldn't be surprised if the Brits. Oh, the Dutch have done stuff like that. No, of course. Yeah. Yeah. They I have a. They had a squat. They had a like a rack at the track. I'm so I'm sure they've done it. I think. I wonder if the Brits have done it. I wouldn't be surprised if they have, have either. And I wouldn't be surprised if the French have done it either. Because yeah. like logistically, you can all do it. Oh, speaking of that, heard a story of Mike Day at the Olympic trials in 2012. Okay. So the year Connor won it, but I think it was 2012. He was Before racing. the main, he yeah. like pedaled over to the gym, lifted like a really heavy squat or something, and then pedaled over and did the main. No fucking way. So sick. He popped one off in the main, yeah, if I remember, so too. Sick. He didn't win it, obviously, but yeah. obviously he knew. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's like, I need a little extra sauce on this one. Let's let's put something into it. Me and PH were experimenting at the beginning of the summer before Rio. We were at a Canada Cup, and I went and lifted before racing. Did you? Yeah, worked well. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, worked well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've always, yeah, because I've never been something that's experimented much with this kind of stuff. I've just done what I'm it's told. It's good. So I think it's, I might experiment with this. It's kind of really thing. good. Yeah. It's really good. So I just got to find a way to get the, you got a truck. You take your Toyota truck. We're going to go pick deadlift up. the truck. We're going to go to Dan's house. We're going to get the trap bar a few weights and we're going to go to the track. Seriously, it's a, it's a good idea. <laughs> That'd be fun. Um, anything else before we get into Johnny? Um, I think that's about it. I, I, I saw, I wanted to, not that I wanted to talk about it. I saw Joey's video of the Madrid Supercross, like the very first one, I think. Yeah. I never actually seen a video of that. The only one from Madrid I ever saw was the the box jump one. So when I saw that, I was like, whoa. That's so cool, it was yeah. like gap jump, gap jump, burn. Yeah. Like one straightaway gap jump, second straight, gap jumps the third straight. It was cool. Oh, it was a men only track. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. First time I ever saw that. That um, was cool. Did Madison's win that one? Arthur's Madison's? Yeah, I don't even know. I didn't see the actual race. Like I just saw Joey's moto. I think Arthur's Madison's won it, yeah. Do you know who Arthur's Madison's is? I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, so? I, yeah. I can't even picture him, but yeah. I know who he is from the name. He's a super fast Latvian guy. Yeah, Johnny. Oh, Johnny. Johnny Holshot. Johnny. Yeah. How's it going, Johnny Holshot? Not too bad. Chilling. Just chilling, are you? Where are you? Yeah. Just at my house. About to go to mom's house for dinner here in a little bit. Oh, I miss going to your mom's house for dinner. I know she misses you. You come to San Diego and then you never hang out with us. <laughs> I was only there for like two days because we were at Savvy's house this past weekend or her family's house. What other friends you got around here? Not me, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I told the Texie of the Grands we're gonna go golfing next time I'm in town, and me and Savvy want to come for mom's dinner again. Anytime, every Thursday. I hear I hear a lot of talking. Let's let's see if it actually happens. No, it's it's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> how's uh, how's married life? Uh, same old, same old, really. I mean, we've been together and lived together 80% of the time. So, it's, you know, same old, same old. Just more, feeling a little more secure, I guess, is the, the best way to put it. Yeah, that's good, man. That's really good. How was, uh, how was the birthday camp this week in the desert? Anyone die? I want to know about this. Yeah, you guys would have loved to have known about it had you gone. I only put out the invite 18 months ago. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, I couldn't make that one. Okay, Nick, come on. <laughs> now, if you had said tube float, you know I would have been there in an instant. How, how many people showed up? Uh, almost nobody. <laughs> Fucking jackasses. How many people were there? Not many. Uh, my cousin came, and then Alex Cazares came. So, uh, two. Was it fun in the desert, though? Just messing around on toys and whatnot? Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. It, it was... I just wanted to kind of go and relax and decompress from the year and, you know, honestly, you know, not sit around on the couch like I do every evening. So it was nice. I just, we had a fire and, and a full moon the first night. It was pretty insane. Um, so the whole thing overall, overall was just kind of what I needed, you know. Whether, I mean, it could have turned into a gigantic party had people showed up. Um, but honestly, it turned out as awesome as it could have with uh, just Lindsay and I for the most part. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. I think we and should Clark, have more Clark, of those Clark kind Campbell. of parties. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, well, maybe maybe people would come. See, you, you could have had that fun if you showed up. <laughs> okay, Nick. I live up here in Canada. I've been a busy guy, all right? <laughs> <laughs> you, flew, you flew past my house to Columbia and didn't even stop by. Nick, I he, did. He goes to Medellin, but he can't go to San Diego. Hey, I right? came down there for his wedding. Did. had a great time, okay? <laughs> you guys did. I, I'll... I'll let you guys slide for a, a year or so since you guys made it to the wedding. Um, how good job with the grands, by the way, man! You looked really good. Thank you. How did uh, how did you feel and everything? How did how the weekend go for you? I think uh, grands. Yeah, how did you feel at grands, and you know how was it the whole weekend and everything? I don't. I mean, I said this was it's so so good, you know. Um, and it, it was a inspiration year, but I guess things just kind of kind of clicked, and I didn't overthink anything, and just kind of raced to my potential. And I think being the Grand, my favorite race of the year, every year is that always helps, you know. Um, so that was good. Uh, the week was shitty as normal. Usually, I, <laughs> I can't sleep, and this this year was no different. So I've you know was taking my naps between each round because I honestly watched every hour click by on the clock every night. <laughs> Yeah, those days are so long. You oh, need to have like yeah. a protocol like that just to be able to just last and be fresh throughout the whole day. It's so hard. You got to go in as fresh as possible because that's a long, exhausting weekend. I just, uh, I need those days to the evening start times, you know, like the 5 p.m. start times in. But when you got to roll up to the track at 6.45, nobody feels that. No, that's for sure. Yeah, no, when you go to the track at 5.45 in the morning, everyone's waiting <laughs> outside the expo center to get in. <laughs> Everyone, every pro is like, there's no reason we have to do this. We need to, we need to talk to him. We can change this. <laughs> next year, next then, year, then we're going to be different. Part. 30 years later, we're still there. Everyone's still there in the same spot. <laughs> oh, I'll be there in Grands every year, no matter if I'm racing or not. So obviously the, the big news after the Grands was your, uh, your separation from Haro. Um, you know, maybe just talk about that and maybe get into it as much as you, as much as you feel like, like what went on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of out of the blue, honestly. Um, I was contracted with Haro for 2019 and through 2020. Um, and then my dad messaged, you know, sent me a text or gave me a call like late, maybe like August, September. And says that he's been talking with, um, Hyper and they reached out to him and they wanted to do, they wanted to find a team manager, somebody to run a team to get an, a title. I don't think Hyper has ever had the USAB National ABA title, uh, factory team title. So I think they reached out to Dad, hoping that was something he'd be interested in. And of course, you know, Big Don's probably one of the best to do it in the in the game as, as far as uh, 
same team manager and, a, you know, overall just kind of team coach when everybody needs him there. Um, so anyways, he reached out to me and said that they were interested in putting the team together and that they wanted a pro. And so dad threw my hat in there and they were interested. And basically he wasn't going to get the team paid as much money if I didn't come on. So it was kind of a win-win for both of us. And I was able, Harlow was super cool with letting me get out of my contract. There was just a couple of stipulations with making sure I did everything I to get this signature frame, you know, pushed and, you know, through social media, that, try and get the 50 frames sold as possible. Um, so that's what I have to do for the rest of the year with Haro. And then, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully this comes, comes together soon so I can get on it before, before the World Cup might be a stretch, but uh, that'd be awesome if I could. Got to say that. That signature frame is sick. That's really cool. Oh, yeah, it's so cool. I know. And it's such a... Like they, so we made the frame. They didn't make the frame because I was leaving. We've been working on this, you know, for a couple of years, and it finally ended up working out. And it just is a bummer that it didn't come till you know right as I'm switching teams. Like wasn't even available before I even posted that I was switching to Hyper. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, I felt like I remember. Yeah, but Harrow's good sport about it. So it's, it made it kind of special, though. Like it almost made it like a really cool send off. It's kind of cool timing. Yeah, no, it it did work out. We were able to kind of make it into more of a positive thing than than what it was, you know. Like I obviously I wanted to, I would have loved to have done my whole career with Haro, just being associated with one brand my entire career, and and retiring and being like, you know what, see you later, guys. Thank you for everything. Um, that would have been cool, like for that to be part of my Hall of Fame speech if I ever make that someday, you know. But now I'm going to be remembered as both or whatever. So that. That's the only thing that bugs me out a little bit, but overall, I'm excited for the, the new opportunity. Yeah, I think it's like, if you look at Bubba, I still remember him as like a red line guy. And I think for me, mm-hmm. it's the same way for you. Is I, I, I still think of you as like the Haro guy because when I was a kid growing up looking at like the teams that were like, to me, were the coolest. It was like Haro with you, KY, DB, that kind of thing. And that to me, that you guys had the coolest team back then with like the TLD kits. And I still view, yeah. you, like think of you today as Haro. So I think that'll be something that sticks with you for so long. Like you've been with the brand for so long. I think that, that won't leave, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I just still getting over it, but <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, it's a big, no, it's a big I, change. I am excited. Yeah. I, yeah, I am excited, but it was just about especially because it's a local. You know, they're from San Diego and everything, so it was something cool and I, that I got the opportunity to do for a decade. So, I mean, time to time to move on, I suppose. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Like you came into Elite with your dad on Phantom, then you went to Harrow for ten years. Now. You're back with your dad. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I couldn't be more excited about that. About that opportunity for sure. Working back with my dad more closely. So, what are they doing with the uh, the hyper frame? Are you going to be getting one that's extra long, like your horror was, or are you going to just go with the uh, the stock frame for the first bit? Yeah, no, no way I could be expected to just jump on a double XL and expect to perform. You know, um, so they were straight away when I started talking with the guy Roger at Hyper. I said like if this is something that you guys are looking looking to get me into, then here's the thing: like I can't just jump on a double XL. So we're gonna have to, you know, do whatever we can to make this exact same frame I got, whether it's aluminum or not. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna do the exact. I got the all these geometry in my and we're just gonna make. But obviously, aluminum and uh, as a hyper. Right on. It's gonna be fun to see Nick and Hyper. Yeah. Something new. Yeah, the colors look dope. <laughs> Yeah, I think it'll be kind of fun. But I don't. The 
opportunities can be adjusted just a little bit, but I think overall it's going to be something similar to that. But I think it's pretty cool. You know, I'm, I'm happy I'm not wearing the yellow like I did for the first 15 years of my racing career because <laughs> uh, I got kind of burned out on that. And I, I got kind of, I think kind of spoiled with riding with the seven gear and being able to change every, every different day, you know. And that's something I always like doing, being a little more creative with my gear and outfits. And so it's going to be a little bit of a bummer to just stick to one jersey and gear all year, but hopefully I could throw in a little bit of flair. I thought that was really cool because that you were able to uh, give away those those last two. Tori's changing my mic right now. Oh my God, Terry, it's fine. <laughs> Closer in your mouth. I was going to say, sorry, sorry, Nick. I was going to say, it's really cool that you were able to Whoa, do this. Went like hyperspeed. There we okay. It must have cut out. <laughs> it was cool you were able to do a giveaway for those uh, those last few kits you wore with the seven because I like that too. Like it was cool to see you always in like a fresh kit, something that looked different, like fun. Not many people had the kits, so I thought it was really cool you were able yeah. to give away. I'm a little bummed I didn't get to win one of your kits, but you know it's it's part of it. I'll win one next time. <laughs> it's all good. It, I think only four people actually got the tickets, so instead of pulling them, I just emailed everybody and said, "Hey, you guys, you should get a set later." That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But it, it was cool, and I was happy to give those out to the people that got them because a lot of them were kind of closer guys that you know just been wanting the jersey anyway. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. What are your uh, What are your plans for next year? Uh, we're jumping right back into it, just like it's any other year. Um, training here. I actually just got to quit my little job I was doing at my working at my uncle's office, so I'm back to being able to train full time. Um, so I'm not, you know not working till one or two and then trying to fit in a session. Um, so that's nice being able to get all the morning sessions in with Jet and Tyler here at the center. Um, but yeah, I mean, first thing I got to, we're planning on going to these two Australia world cups and then, uh, back to Phoenix for one of my favorite. Oh my years. God, his ass now. <laughs> Badass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what happened to cut out and then you, that got his ass now. <laughs> it's a sound drop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm just, I business as usual. I just, because I'm getting older and the new team doesn't mean that we're changing the program up any. That's cool. Yeah, it's going to be a busy, busy first bit of the year there going from the World Cups right to Phoenix. I'm, that's going to be, a little, that's going to be big. Like, Phoenix the weekend after Australia? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's three in a row. Yeah. That is one hell of a stretch. And then if you want to, you could do, can't you do Sarasota the weekend after that? Isn't it Sarasota the weekend after that? You, I don't know. Is it Oldsmar or Sarasota? Uh, they switched it from Oldsmar to Sarasota. I don't know. I'm not doing Sarasota anyway, so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I will either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in Terry's boat uh, that Sarasota weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Nick are going golfing that weekend. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll go to Sarasota and golf. <laughs> I, was nice. thinking, I was thinking about bringing my clubs to Australia and just playing some rounds in Oz. Yeah, that'd be all right. I know, that'd be cool. You got the time, so you might I as well. Yeah. I mean, especially during practice day. You blow off practice and play a quick 18. <laughs> uh, the, the 45 minutes tomorrow will be great. <laughs> no, it'll be good to see you at the World Cups. I'm excited to watch your race. Yeah, yeah what is it? I mean, I got to a couple this year. I did the Manchester one, and I was supposed to do the Paris one, but my <laughs> missed my flight due to train confusion, and so that was kind of a bitch, but. And then, yeah, just it was a weird year this year. I, I was hurt at a lot of races. I didn't get to race. I, I, the world I was made the team, and then my back was completely totaled. I raced with a weight training back belt on. Oh shit! You raced with that seriously? On? Yeah, it, it sucked, dude. It, like I, didn't I mean, know I was that. happy to be there. That's, 
and I you mean like the photo I posted with Trey, we were having a good time because he was hurt too. And yeah, um, but yeah, I just I I think I only did two ABA races last year that I actually raced at. I know I did Phoenix, um, Rock Hill, and then uh, Houston at Grand. That's it. I went to uh, Utah, drove there. Oh no, flew there. Couldn't race because my good arm couldn't hold on to the handlebars. <laughs> Drove to Albuquerque and the track was awful, so I just drove right back home. And <laughs> did, did it, it was like, yeah, I just it was a weird year. Like I was like looking back, I was trying to I wrote like a schedule down and then uh, placed it to like right what place I got, and the, it's like my whole fucking thing was empty because I didn't do anything. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you ended it well. Two mains of the grants, yeah, yeah. No, that's I mean that that topped it off nicely. That's the, that's why I kind of I kept saying to people like it just felt good to feel good again, and I didn't have any excuses to you know like oh my fucking back hurts I can't hold on blah 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 and I I was able to just ride besides not being able to sleep just being able to ride normal was it was nice yeah I think that's really cool one of the cool one of the best things even if you I'm sure you wanted to do better in the mains or whatever but like it's it's just nice to know that like you, you rode well and you put it together you know work came together yeah yeah that's like one of the main yeah, things no, just my, my- look 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 back and be proud of it. Yeah, my my goals going into the grand was like I just I gotta make these mains just whatever it takes. And as soon as I like I felt I was riding really good in practice, and then like doing well in the motos, I'm like fuck, okay, sweet. And once I got in the mains, honestly, I was like I don't give a shit. Like <laughs> I, uh, I'm gonna I'll try to pipe off a first trade like I did in the third main on Friday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I did the third main on Friday. Like that that's how I should have raced all the mains, but honestly. If there was any little mistake, I just was like, fuck it. I'm in the show already. And that was my goal. I accomplished it. And I was happy with that. So I wasn't in there to try and fucking battle and crash into a good weekend with a crash. So I was happy to race how I did. Yeah. As a friend and as like just a fan too, I think it was really cool to see. You know, you're, you're there. You're people's favorites pro, favorite pro, whatever they want to say like that. So yeah, that was really cool to see. <laughs> cool to you, see things come together. You and, uh, you and Linda moving to Tulsa or? It's <laughs> gonna stay there. Yeah, well, now we're gonna get a VIP suite in the building. <laughs> it's gonna rent. It's gonna rent out the concession. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna. I gotta move back to or uh, Tulsa anyway, just to try and get those nuts from Alfie finally. Oh my god, that was the that was shit. I've seen that was time. <laughs> no worries, I got it. <laughs> the, the best part was was like I did that. You know, like I always I think good luck, everybody. You guys all know that, but I went like threw it up to him and. I think I said good luck, and then I look like you see the video. I look over, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, his eyes are closed." Sweet. So then I throw it to myself. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I audibly say like, "All right, I got it," and I hit it. Yeah, I got it. Day, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, "Fuck, I hope somebody got that on film." Like that would that would just be pretty funny. I'm not kidding you. I get back to done with the lap, and I grab my phone. I had three videos sent to me already of it. Oh, that's awesome! That's so funny. Oh, it was so awesome. That shit gets me every time. Larry says, "No worries, I got it." (laughs) (laughs) I showed him once he thought he was so bummed out. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. All right, well, we got some quick shots from the fans for you here. Oh yeah, let's see what they got. First one from Ben Homeland. Least favorite track to race in brackets can't say Manchester. Even though you you like Manchester, I don't get how he likes yeah, you Manchester. Like Manchester is one of my favorites. I don't. I, don't get I would that. never have believed that. I know. I don't know why. Probably because it doesn't scare me. Well, it scared me before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. 
Um, my least favorite track uh, we would be the Albuquerque track that they made us race on this year. Oh yeah, that track sucks. That was so awful. I'm glad I didn't go to that one. I was, there was I was thinking about going. I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I drove there and I drove back the next day. Didn't do race. Oh no, I did race one lap and I almost crashed on the little tabletop in the second straight and I just had abort mission. <laughs> <laughs> yep, catch you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, see you later. Uh, from. Jalem, Jalem, uh, it says, was it hard? Was it a hard decision to leave Haro? Um, yeah, there was, you know, there was a lot of factors. Um, the team, the team aspect has been missing a little bit on the Haro side. Um, so I was looking forward to going back to another team aspect with, with dad and all that support. Um, you know, obviously money and salary is always something you worry about. Um, I don't know. Jen, like I said, just leaving the brand Harlow was the hardest thing. But I think uh, I think Hyper's been around relatively as long. And they're still here doing well, so I think it's uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of different paths it could uh, it could lead to. Time out. Okay. I had another question for Nick that I forgot to write in there now. I send, apologize. Send it. I was curious about like obviously we have Shibby coming on the show, and obviously once you announced your leaving from Haro, he signed with Haro. Did you help work him into mm-hmm. that situation? Or what was that all about? Was that just coincidence? Um, no, I mean, I didn't help him. Per- like, I didn't send him to Carl over like, hey, message these guys because I'm leaving. Not that I wouldn't have. I just didn't really think about it. Because mm-hmm. um, I train with him also almost every day at, here at the center. Or even just, we hang out quite a bit as well. Um, but no, it's a... Uh, I don't know who he got the plug through. I don't know if Jamie... Staff or like Tony D helped him, or if it was Dale, maybe was kind of helping him out. I'm not entirely sure, and I don't know exactly what his deal is. I don't know if it's like, um, like mine, like I was factory hard or whatever. Mm-hmm. Basically, I don't know if he just got like a frame deal, or so I'm not entirely sure what his gig is all about. Okay, great kid, and he's got like he's got, he's gonna have he should have a good year if he keeps his uh, his mind in the right place. Awen bring seven oh one. Have you ever considered making your own whiskey? Oh, that'd be fan. I wish I could just brand the whiskey with my name on it. That'd be something cool. <laughs> that'd be cool. Some Johnny Long whiskey. <laughs> but it'd be hard to be it'd be it'd be hard to beat Jack Daniels, though. <laughs> Who's the uh, Ryan Reynolds, a Canadian guy has his own gin now. I want to get some. It's called Aviation Gin. That's I, cool. I have it. It's at my house. Is well, it good? I want to try th- Is oh, it good? So go ahead. I haven't tried it yet, but I just okay. got Dan, I just I bought it on accident, or not on accident. I bought it to drink, yeah. but not because of Ryan Reynolds. I didn't know that until after, so I've been looking for it. I want to try Barstool Sports uh, Pink Whitney. Have you tried that? What's, what is a Pink Whitney? It's uh, strawberry lemonade flavored vodka. It's Barstool Sports like official drink. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Like, uh, that you know- sounds like something Terry would order. Something <laughs> <laughs> nice and girly. It sounds like a Terry drink, doesn't it? Put a nice little like umbrella on top of that thing. It's a pink drink. <laughs> you have like 15 pieces of fruit in that, please, and an umbrella. <laughs> oh. oh, that's classic. It straight up is, though. Yeah, no, no, but seriously, though. Um, next question from JKBMX16. Uh, what is your all-time favorite race while riding for Haro, if you can remember one? Uh, all-time favorite race? I mean, I had just gotten on Haro right before the uh, 2010 World Cup in Chile that I won. 
And that race, I think, still down in history is one of the best races ever. Whether or not who won, there was just overall a pretty fucking bitching race. My favorite race um, of all time. Yeah, that one. Like I said, regardless of who that I was in it or that I won, overall, like there were so many lead changes and everything about that. Everything about that one, that one lap of thirty-three seconds was fucking insane. Dude, we could, we could um, probably talk about that race. Yeah, that was that minutes. was pretty incredible. insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and then I think the, I mean, Rio was awesome, awesome race and everything. That was obviously on a borrow. Um, I, I really liked that, um, uh, London test event as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just the way the track was, yeah, there was cool. also a bunch of lead changes on that. Um, and I podiumed at that one as well. That was one of the days where, you know, there was the rain delay. I think, didn't your grip come off for me? Okay. Yeah, moto? yeah so <laughs> <laughs> I was winning my first moto. It was one moto transfer. Probably had six bikes on second place. Okay. Jumped in the last turn. I blew my left grip off and ate shit. Really? And then I got up. I got up and I think Josh Myers was second. He passed me. Someone else passed me. And Martin Sherpin's rolling through in fourth. And the whole moto is like ridiculously spread out. I don't know what happened. Yeah. He rolls around at third. He's like, you're in fourth. You're good. Yeah, I don't know. I might and have been I, the box. And I oh, see, no. I think I see Weston Pike rolling through the third straight. <laughs> no, not Weston Pike. <laughs> Weston Pope. What's his name? Weston Pope? Yes. Yeah, Weston Pope. <laughs> Weston <Yeah>. Pike. <laughs> Weston Pope. You got, that was the motorcycle ride. Winston Pike. Yeah, so I, I, ro- I quickly hop up. Like at this point, I'm rolling through the last straight going so slow because I fell on the last turn. One yeah. hand just on my bar pumping. I hear the crowd getting louder and louder. And like, I'm just waiting to get past. And I just, I barely made it to the line and got fourth. You got it? Yeah, I got I made it. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. I was like there. probably like six bikes ahead and crashed all by myself. Last turn, yeah. Too funny. Um, Fuck, it was hilarious. I remember watching, I think it was actually in the moto behind the gate, and I thought your grip come off. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know what happened. I jumped in the last turn, and the left grip blew off, and I just crashed. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Like, when I don't know what happened. Happen? Yeah. When does a grip come off? And a pedal, sure. Even a crank, okay. I know. But- and I'm pumping through the last straight, just literally hand on the bar. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you go back for my the grip? Fly off no, I, it was crazy. I, yeah, I've never seen that happen before. Um, <laughs> too funny. At Martin Salak, plans for after the Olympics. He's going on the gold uh, medal tour. He's going to go, go on Oprah, then Ellen, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. I can just go on the liquor tour like I did after Rio again. <laughs> and we'll go uh, on a tube float. I don't know. I'd like, but yeah. Oh, maybe you guys will make one. Be oh, if, yeah, we're, we're going. We're going. We're coming for tube float. <laughs> yeah, we're going. Uh, I mean, honestly, the Olympics would be great, but, it, you know, that's a that's a fucking big long shot at this point, just with the way I've been racing world cups and everything lately. Um, I'd obviously love to make it and it's not to say that I can't, but I'm not, I'm looking to take it, you know, as cliche it is one, one race at a time and just, you know, get my marbles back, I guess. Um, but I mean, regardless, it'll be summertime. Oh, I got my tickets for, uh, Oh no, that's before the, with the Olympics for that, um, <laughs> Motley crew caught my stadium tour. So that's going to be pretty bitching. Oh, that's yeah, sick. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, after you, yeah, but I don't know. Like I said, the Olympics is going to be a big long shot, but um, I'm sure we'll be drinking afterwards, <laughs> like <laughs> like usual. Standard issue. Yeah. Uh, next question from Sebas four hundred four. You just said, "Where did the beard go?" You still got your beard? Uh, no, I I shaved it off like completely before the wedding. So the goal was. I had a decent beard last summer and then I was Hulk Hogan for Halloween again. So I like 
I shaved and left. Like I think I dyed my mustache again, make it look proper. And then I shaved it off November first. So I wanted to grow a, my beard for a whole year. Was my plan without like without trimming it, like making it any over, overall shorter. Um, anyway, so I got it all the way to like August when I was going to get one my first out of my neck tattooed, and Tish was like. You're gonna need to shave some of that, and it kind of broke my heart. But then I looked at myself, and I was like, "You know what? I'm looking pretty fucking rude right now." So it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad idea to trim it a bit. Um, and then I started having it all the way up until I think November first when I ended up shaving it for the wedding because I didn't want to look like Grizzly Adam. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I had to remind the, the wife that I'm still handsome sometimes. <laughs> sure, that you know, handsome face underneath that beard. Um, from David, yeah, just so I can get it growing again. From David Bittner, double shot. How much motivation do you have left in the tank, and what does 2020 look like for you? Oh, I mean, the motivation's still there. That that's never really left. Um, I still love racing. I, you know, I love being on the track. Just like when I started, I, that's never been an issue at all. Um, so I'm, I'm motivation's always there. I, it's kind. I, I guess it kind of just takes a result or two to you know, really get the spark back going from being in a slump sometimes. Um, which, you know, all of us have been in that shitty slump and you get, you know, you win one moto or you win a semi, and you're like, I'm fucking back, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so true, though. That motivation's always there. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'm I'm here to race and I got a job on that team to, to perform enough to get him points for a team title. So I think my overall goal is to help my dad and the hyper team as best as possible to get a team title. Everything else, if, if I help my best, then obviously I'll be getting results that'll help 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 me. And so, like I said, overall goal just the team stuff. I guess that's cool. Yeah, I like that. I think that'll be great. Well, thanks, Nick, for joining us, man. It was good to talk to you, and uh, yeah, best of luck for next year, and really good job at the Grands. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe when you guys come down, you guys can uh, then you'll actually hit me up. Yeah, dude, let's go play golf. I would love to. Tom, Tom's been trying to get me out, but I've been slacking a little bit, just trying to get these sessions all in. But yeah, I'll be there in the new year. Yeah, let's get out with Tom. It'll be fun. All right. Yeah, let me know. I'll be training until like the 24th when we go to uh, Australia. Yeah, perfect. Well, no worry, guys. I won't be there, but, you know, play for me. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> cool. Yeah, just let me know when you guys are around and looking forward to uh, – to listen back to this tomorrow or whatever. All right. Sounds good, buddy. Have Thanks, a good Johnny. evening. Say See you in Australia. Lin- Say hi to Lindsay and mom for us. Will do. Thanks, guys. See ya. Later. Nick Long, everybody. Nick Long. Just Mr. Johnny Holshot. Oh. Your favorite pro's favorite pro. Who doesn't love Nick? He's great. I love him. I think it's uh, it's really cool to hear, like, obviously, that he had the opportunity to go to his dad's team on Hyper, and he's doing that, and he's got, like, a role on the team. Like, I think that's pretty cool to have, like, Obviously, everyone has a job. Let's say, like they're they have a goal, their goals they're going after. Um, but I think it's kind of cool that he's like the team aspect. He's like, all right, he's got a team that he's trying to earn points for, like for his dad to try to go after that that title. I think that's cool. No, it's badass, and he's yeah. the perfect guy for it because he loves the U.S. series, and um, you know you're going to get the best effort every time from him. Yeah, it made me think. Like he started talking about um, like when we started with the Olympics. Like he kind of knows that it's a little far out of his reach now with like the top guys that the U.S. has and whatnot. Um, but like that, it, the fact that he's, he understands, like he still loves the sport. He still loves racing. He still has the, uh, the USA BMX series to do like that kind of thing. I think that's really cool. I think even myself right now, like I've been a little bit of a state of like, I feel like I've 
just trying to work towards doing a job, which is like get UCI points right now and do my job there. And it's like, I already want to, it's hard to say, like, I, I already can't wait to just get back to racing the USA BMX stuff and just doing it like for fun. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I know. Like I really want, like I have this goal in mind. I'm really excited to try to go after it, but I'm also really excited for after like just being able to race. Cause I feel like this one goal of like Olympics and stuff is more than just yourself. Sometimes you have other people that are wanting you to do this and whatnot. Yeah. But like going and doing races like the USA BMX stuff is just purely like your own goals of let's go have fun. Let's go go after this podium. Let's say like, yeah, it's kind of funny. I don't know if it's related to that or if it's coincidence, but my two best years, I would say would be the years after 2012 and 2016. Yeah. I, I think yeah. just cause I was like proud of what I did and I felt like the next year I just focus on enjoying it. I think I rode the most free like 2013 and 17. A hundred percent. I just had the most fun and rode free and just, it just enjoyed it. Yeah. Obviously like you, when you're in the moment of trying to go after, we're going to keep talking about the Olympics. Like it's, it's hard always to do in that. the back of your mind. Yeah. And, yeah. You, and the, you also know in those events, like myself, like, you know, people, not just yourself are expecting, wanting you to do well. And even if they're not trying yep. to put pressure on yourself, they're still like, expecting you to do yeah. well so it's like you yeah. know that in the back of your mind it's hard to loosen up and ride like yourself yeah it's so. always in the back of your mind and there's even even though like from obviously everyone involved in the olympics and stuff trying to get you there mm -hmm. there's they don't put direct pressure on you but there's always an expectation like we put enough pressure on your on ourselves but there's always a there's yeah. always the expectation there it, it's yeah it's i mean it we're used to, we're so used to like having that kind of stress or stuff on us that mm -hmm. and as athletes we just we just do it and we just go out and do our thing but it, it's exhausting. I think a lot of people maybe that aren't in that position don't realize, but it's, it's hard and it's really tiring. It is. Yeah. Like even the end of the, every, at the end of every year we have our little debrief. Like I have my debrief with Adam tomorrow. Yeah. And it's like, I know that all he wants for me is the best me successful, successful, but it's like at the same time, it's, it's not nerve wracking, but it's, it, I know that he's like, as a coach, someone, they're going to find things to criticize to like not criticize, but find ways to improve. And it's like, it's intense basically that's all i'm trying yeah. to get it is like it's nervous knowing that okay like he's putting all his efforts into me other athletes you like all these other people want you to do well it's like okay like fuck like i don't need all this other pressure on my shoulders yeah and, it's hard yeah. yeah no it's exhausting but you got to find ways to cope with it and at the end of the day just go out and still even though there is that stress in the back of your mind still just enjoy it and, and mm -hmm. race for yourself yeah. racing for yourself is one of the most important things uh, yeah i think you're yeah race you, for yourself exactly yeah, yeah I think that's right i think there. something you you always keep in mind and remember you to always to be, go. You have to be fast in the track. Absolutely. Always go fast in the Man. track. I hate that guy. Yeah, Seriously, though. Fuck that guy. Seriously, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> we almost made it without a Sylvan. <laughs> almost. Almost. God, one more time. I hate that guy. <laughs> yep. uh, let's call. Oh, Shibby. Mr. Shibby. Mr. Sauce Trip. He's Rookie Pro of the Year, isn't he? He was. Yeah, yeah he was yeah, named yeah. USA Rookie BMX Pro Rookie Pro of the Year. So I think that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, he did have a good season. Yeah, uh, he was going after the A. I, it's not a title, but a pro title, we'll say, with uh, Jace Cunning. They should have a title for it. That's cool. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah, a two fifty lights title. Honestly, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it kind of is the same deal. It's, it's the stepping stone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just like in the two fifty lights. I mean, there's people that are in a pro that seems like they've been in there a little too long. I'm a four fifty. <laughs> I'm a four fifty guy. <laughs> That's really where I'm going to perform. I'm a four fifty guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was cool to see him doing well there, and obviously come like he seems to be. A, a man of the younger generation's people. Yeah, yeah, he's pop really popular among the younger generation. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it's if cool. it's the sauce drip or if it's the wetness or if it's just like that music. I think shibby, it's. I think like. it's. I think he's just different. <laughs> yeah, it's like not like he's himself. Yeah, it's not typical. It's more interesting. He's he's uh, he's in a good way. He's weird. We all need to be weird. Weird is cool. Cool is weird. Yeah, and it's it's just different than like the typical yeah. like oh you know I went to the track today felt great. 
Yeah. It's like, no one cares. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. Come on, Yeah, guys. it's more interesting. Yeah. Um, so should we get him on the show? Yeah. I guess that's me. I got to call him. Call up Sauce Drip. Mr. Sauce Drip. Hashtag wet. Hashtag, Hashtag shibby. Uh, Hashtag drip. <laughs> Hashtag Sauce Drip. Going up. Did Going I miss up. any? I don't know. Oh, doggies. God, this is a great podcast right here. I didn't save his number, so I have to save his number first, Terry. This is uh, kind of a nice. Okay, so we just got to talk amongst ourselves. Yeah. Um, I was I was curious, actually. What did you and Savvy do while I, while I get this sorted? What did you and Savvy do when you were in San Diego? Savvy, what did we do in San Diego? Oh, we got our oil changed. <laughs> Savvy, come tell us. Come on, come on air here and tell us what we did. Savvy, come over. <laughs> You're making her nervous. Yeah, come on, Savvy. Come tell us. Come tell the fans what we did. No, she's not coming over. She's not coming over. I don't remember either. We just hung out, got our oil changed. Oh, we met up with Sam and Elise. Did you? Yeah, we hung out with Sam and Elise. We're oh yeah, Savvy went surfing. We went surfing. Well, she went surfing. I didn't. It was super cold. So she met up with some friends, went surfing. We met up with Sam and Elise. We're only in San Diego for like a day and a half, basically. Yeah. And so it was good to catch up with Sam and Al. I saw him at the race and stuff last like the last two World Cups, but we haven't got to hang out with him. So it was fun. We had coffee and just BS and whatever. Alan's jacked, James. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm kind of busy. <laughs> Dude, get his number. I have his number, but for some reason, Dude, I, was I just put saying, it in. Elise is jacked. She's so fit. It's crazy. I'm just talking to myself a monologue. This is uh, sick, James. This is just one of the best radio shows we've had. We're just going <laughs> to. Great job. Great job. You know, people are probably listening to this in the car right now thinking, wow, those two idiots. Yeah, they probably are. They're like, why didn't these people become prepared? Like they're like, listening to this crap we're putting out right now. Guys, I did come prepared. I just messed it up. Oh, now we got you. I put too many numbers in and then all of a sudden everything got messed up. So okay. you got you flustered over there. <laughs> was, can you guys hear this on there? Yeah, I can hear it. Yeah. Shibby, is this you? Yeah, what's up? How you doing, buddy? Good, how are you? Good, good. We're just uh, getting the sound volumes up. What's up, Shibby? How's it going, buddy? Nothing. Just chilling, eating Chipotle. How are you? Oh, what'd you get at Chipotle? Just steak and rice and cheese and sour cream. Are you a bowl <laughs> guy or burrito guy? I'm a bowl guy if I'm trying to eat it with chips. So yeah, yeah I'm go. a bowl guy too. I when I first started going <laughs> when I first started going to Chipotle like ten years ago, I always used to get a burrito. Then I switched to the bowl. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> then I switched to the bowl, and then you can yep. get the chips and dip it in the bowl. It's a fucking game changer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and seriously, is it not the best dip, James? It is. It's you, best seriously, you. you can't yeah. get a better dip than that. It, is it weird though that I hate Chipotle now other than race weekends? I never go there anymore. I honestly never really, I used to eat it literally every day. It was like a, a no, ritual. I, I do. I do. <laughs> That's yeah. what I think is my healthy diet. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> it's good. When I was like 18, 19, 20, I ate it every day when I was in the U.S. So oh, we didn't hold up, Terry. Yeah, go on. It oh, just cut out. We just cut out. Yeah, because we didn't have Chipotle in Canada until a few years ago. Uh, one sec, guys. It cut out. Oh, you're back. back. Out. He's back. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Chipotle. Yeah. We didn't have it in Canada <laughs> until like, <laughs> until like a few years ago. Yeah. And we had it in Vancouver and it was like a 40 minute drive and I would do it once in a while. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to Chipotle. <laughs> I'm doing oh, it. Oh, they have it out there? Yeah. We have a few now actually. It's getting a bit more popular, but a few years ago we didn't. Yeah. Oh, that's lit. Yeah. yeah. But we don't have much Mexican food up here. We don't have many Mexican people up here. That's not, we don't have a good, we don't have good Mexican food. We really yeah, but Chipotle's not even real Mexican. Though. No, it's, it's like not. Texas. No, it's, it's not. Like, not at all. It's no. funny because people up here will be like, 
oh, we went to the best Mexican restaurant. I'm just like, okay, hold up. <laughs> first of yeah, all, not at all. Yeah, first of all, no, you didn't because <laughs> we don't have any good ones up here. Second of all, you went to Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's classic. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, well, congrats uh, on such a good job at Grand Chibi. Congrats on getting Rookie Pro of the Year. Uh, how did the weekend go in general? Like, how did the race weekend go for you? Um. Well, thanks, first of all. And, I mean, honestly, the weekend went pretty good. I had a lot of consistent laps, a lot of good riding, and just everything was clicking. And, I mean, I just – I mean, I had a solid weekend. That's really all it was. Usually I have a couple struggles, but – I mean, I had mistakes and all, but for the most part, it was a solid put together weekend. So I was pretty happy. Did you feel more kind of pressure going in or like more expectations on yourself after, you know, winning some races this year and being your first year and all that? Um, I mean, no, I like, cause honestly I felt more pressure last year being up for the amateur title and sitting number one and going through all of that. So, I mean, this year kind of felt like I didn't have pressure. So like, I think that's why it was more fun and I, I kind of just did how I did. So. Yeah, it looked like you were able to put together some really good laps. And then uh, in the mains there, you and Jace seemed to be the two that were kind of battling for the win. How was it racing against him? Um, It's always super fun. I mean, I always want to beat him. But regardless, I mean, we always put together like a solid race. And we always battle it out throughout the day. So, I mean, it's always fun to race him. And I mean, I like to race and make moves and make it hard. So it's definitely super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I was curious. This is kind of like a random question. Do you guys both move up to AA or Elite now because of like the amount of money you guys made throughout the year from A Pro, or how does it work? Do you it, know? it used to be three. It used to be three grand, but yeah, they so, changed it, right? So it used to be money. Yeah. So I'm not completely sure now because people were saying top three, and then last year someone got top three and they decided to like petition to stay A Pro. So then that rule kind of got like messed up. Mm. But in my books, it's being top three. It used to be like payout but this year i mean i i just i'm going off of top three so i guess that's just i don't know what i know <laughs> are you excited to move up for next year uh i'm excited for sure i mean it's gonna get a little more serious and a, a lot higher level but i'm definitely excited it's gonna be a challenge and I, I like challenges so what's the uh what's the biggest difference you notice from turning amateur to pro um just having to put down more solid laps, not just like one main event or one semi. Yeah. You got to have a full day of, I mean, solid laps, especially in elite. I haven't really raced much, but when I raced the World Cup, I mean, my first moto was already like a main event. Yeah. So I think, that's, yeah. But my bad. Sorry. You can go. No, I was just going to say, yeah, I think that's, I agree. That's one of the biggest differences. Like when, for instance, when you're an amateur, you can kind of cruise through morning, the morning rounds and kind of get, more into it in the semi than really get up for the main. But in A Pro and especially double A, you have to treat every lap like a main almost and be so switched on it. The race days are more exhausting just mentally too. Yeah. No, exactly. And that's that's really all. And I mean, just people are faster. Everybody has different like strengths on the track. Like somebody's faster down the first straight or somebody's quicker around the track or just there's like a little bit of everything. So instead of just like a couple hitters, there's 30 of them. That's pretty much what I've noticed recently. Yeah, you're, you're in a moto that like has like every guy could be in the main. And you're like, cool, exactly. this is first round at 7 a.m. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, so, so much. I got to get used to that. It's yeah. so much tighter the first jump too because everyone's so close. Like an amateur. Exactly. Yeah, it, it doesn't really matter a lot of time if you're in the middle lanes or whatever, but it's tough like in the middle lanes in pro because everyone's tight. Exactly. That's yeah. It's like everyone's quicker. So it's not like you're getting a good hole shot. You either got to like get better or something has to go like 
I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, so you started the year on Alpha, I believe, and then yes. you stopped writing for the brand. I I don't know when. I just realized yeah, a couple like kind of later. Ago. Okay, that's when it was. Uh, what happened with that? Um, we kind of just had like a little argument. Like we we're pretty much like family, so we we're more close than I guess most people get with their team managers. Okay. And we kind of just had like an argument and stuff, and we kind of like went back and forth and. That's really all it was, and then we kind of didn't resolve it. But it wasn't nothing major. It wasn't nothing crazy. Just kind of like didn't resolve it at the time. And but now like, we're we're super cool. And I mean, we understand like it was just a dumb argument. And I mean, that's really it. Like it, it's kind of stupid, but that's really all it is to it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I saw your post. I was I was curious, but it sounds like it's all good now. And it seems like uh, a new door had opened for you now that you the the recent news is you signing with Haro. So. Uh, Talk about that. How'd it come about? And I'm sure you're excited about the uh, the change, eh? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely stoked. But honestly, like, I mean, it did open a lot of opportunities, which is rad. And I mean, they just want the best for me, so that's what helps out too. But signing with Haro is, I don't know. I I mean, when I first got the offer, I was I was pretty in shock because I I didn't really, I don't know. I definitely didn't expect it. And then just kind of going moving forward and doing all the stuff, talking to teams and when I finally chose who I wanted to be with, like when I went down there and signed it, like they all were super cool. They all made it like a, I mean, I don't know. It kind of seemed like it was like big thing being there signing. Like they made me feel cool and they just, I don't know. Like I'm stoked. It's a legendary brand. Like people I watched up, like watched growing up or playing video games with Dave Meir, like all this stuff, like is just crazy. I'm riding for a brand. I just, I mean, I've known about my whole life. That's, I mean, it's just legendary. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool, especially cause it's, it's so well known across all of BMX. It's like one of the more iconic BMX specific brands, I would say. Mm. Yeah. It's like, I could like, if someone asked me at the skate park, like if who I was sponsored by, I could say like Haro. And then like, sometimes some people will know more than saying like a brand that was in the BMX world, you know, so it'd be kind of yeah, yeah, that's really cool. It's cool that you're able to go down there and do the signing there, and like they're able to make it feel official like that because I think that's how it should be. Like, you're if you're going to be riding elite next year, you have like a, a, a pro contract now, and it's big, it's not just kind of moving up from amateur to a pro, like it's the big dogs, time to play now, kind of thing. Yeah, it's cool. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun so to it'll be, it'll be fun to watch it next year in the big boy class. <laughs> Fuck, it's gonna be crazy, but I'm gonna do my best. What are your uh, main focuses gonna be for next year? What kind of goals, or what are the main races you're gonna hit next year? Um, I mean, obviously, my goal is to stay healthy. That's like the biggest goal. Other than that, I mean, just I guess kind of go through the motions that you gotta go through as a like moving through this transition. I want to like obviously maybe get in a couple mains or maybe somehow get on a podium or just do what I do and I mean just have fun. I really just want to have fun and stay healthy and just get some results and build off of it. And the the races I'm thinking about hitting is obviously I want to go to Australia and a couple other World Cups and then just all the USA BMX circuit and that's really it. And then whatever else I mean kind of comes my way and yeah. That's cool. I think I think the year will be a good like um, coming to the elites. It'll be a good learning curve at first, um, but I mean you certainly have some potential to do well in the class. So it'll be exciting to watch, and it'll be cool if you can get to some more World Cups because that one in Rock Hill was that your first uh, World Cup you did? Yeah, that was my first one ever. So I was pretty stoked. That's yeah, a big. It's a big jump going into those. Like you said, like oh, yeah. those motos from the get go when it's just yeah. cutthroat right away. It's tough. World Cups are gnarly. Yeah, yeah. World, <laughs> oh, dude, world Cups are crazy. super gnarly. Yeah. 
Like even your first round of World Cup, you're like, well, shit, four of us could be in the main. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah honestly. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and especially like round after round, there's some like top guys that have podiumed at World Cups are going out in the quarter eighth. It's it's not Exa- exactly yeah. like it gets crazy. Yeah, but that's what makes them so fun too. And you do well at one, God, you just feel like on, you're on top of the world. Yeah, it finally <laughs> See, came together. What, yeah. Oh my gosh, that probably feels so crazy. Yeah, yeah no, it's World Cup. World Cups are the most fun races, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I'm excited to get into the mix more and actually be a part of the the circuit. I'm, I think that's going to be fun. Uh, so I was curious. I, I should have mentioned this before. I was curious. I asked Nick about it, and he wasn't really sure. Uh, the timing of Nick leaving the team and then you joining the team, it just seemed to work out really well for, I guess, both sides. Um, mm-hmm. Who was it that got you connected with Haro, or is it who contacted you there? Because yeah, it seemed to work out great for both sides. Yeah, so um, it kind of was like when everything happened with Alpha and everything, I was just at Chula Vista. And it was during like the end of like Dale home summer camps. And we kind of just talked a little bit and he just got some insight and blah, blah, blah. And then I guess him and Tyler Brown talked a bit. And then I guess it kind of just went from there. And then, yeah, the guy, uh, Joey from Haro hit me up and we kind of just talked. And that's that's really all I know. I guess that's how it's went. So he got on that sauce trip train. Hey, oh, yeah. So tell us about your tell us about your hashtags. Always, I've always been so curious. So what is what is sauce trip and what is wet and what is what is it? What does it all mean? Like, where when did you come up with it? Or like, tell us about it. Well, I mean, like, I didn't like completely create it, but like, it's obviously just like another lingo. Like, I mean, sauce just means like dope or yeah. like uh, drip just means like oh that shit's wet or like yeah, See, yeah. it's hard to explain because it's like just my <laughs> lingo but it it just means like the same things like wet I, just means like it's clean or that's sick uh, yeah i feel but, so like, old it's just lingo <laughs> <laughs> i feel so no, old talking like, about this no i didn't really like go to school and stuff so i just kind of like hung out with all my friends all the time so i kind of just always like talked in lingo and i don't know that's just i guess how i am <laughs> when did you, when did you get into rapping uh well like i did the talent show in fifth grade like freestyled on the talent show and then like i just like i've been rapping ever since i just never really got into the studio until like high school and then like i kind of just faded back into bmx so now i'm just doing bmx and going back in the studio and messing around but yeah for years i guess do you still yeah like i said you still come out with music and stuff now that you're racing Oh, yeah, like, I just actually went to the studio, like, a real studio, because I've been doing it in my garage. I just went to the real studio for, like, the past week and a half. I've been coming oh, up cool. with a project. Yeah, cool. so I'm about to drop a project pretty soon. It's going to be called The Drip Tape. Yeah, feel free to plug it right now, The yeah, Drip Tape. Yeah, yeah, so where can they find your music? You have your stuff on YouTube, right? Yeah, I have one of my songs. Actually, I have a couple music videos on YouTube and then some on my SoundCloud, but most of my music's all on SoundCloud, just not the videos. And so they search Young Shibby, right? Yeah, just young shibby. Young shibby sauce strip wet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Do you have do you have aspirations? Like, is it something you just like to do, or do you have aspirations for like a music career in that industry as um, well? I mean, I, I get I, obviously I want to do whatever I can to make a good life for myself, but I just I don't know. Like, I always freestyle. I've always just had like a flow, or just always come up with things quick. So I just I mean. Might as well see what I can do and make a mixtape and just have fun with it and see what happens. But it's not like I'm devoting my whole life like I do to BMX, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just on the side for fun because mainly my focus is BMX. But you always want to have other things, you know? I think, <laughs> yeah. I think it's cool you have other interests besides besides BMX. It's good to have something outside of like yeah. the sport too, I think, I think, which is really cool. I think it's really healthy, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. It just keeps it fun. Like if I'm like having a rest day, I can hit the studio or go hit the skate park and skateboard. Like I'm not just like 
fuck, if I didn't ride today, I don't know what else I could do with my life, you know? Yeah. Is, uh, is studio time expensive? Um, they're usually pretty expensive, but the place I've been going to by my house is 30 bucks an hour and he's pretty cool. So that's not bad at all. Yeah, no, it's not. And he does producing for me, the mix in all that. So it's literally like the best deal I could get for sure. That's cool. Do you know, um, Oh, what's his name? The motocross guy, the one deuce deuce. Oh, seven deuce, seven deuce, deuce. deuce. So I was thinking, yeah, seven deuce. What's his name? Uh, Antignat. Adam, Adam Antignat. Yeah. Do you know who that guy is? I've I've heard of seven deuce deuce, but I don't know him by his name. All right, he's yeah, he's the rapper in the moto world. You yeah, yeah, can, yeah. No, I, I heard one of his world. songs. You're the, he's, yeah, he's, no. he's he's the young shibby of the motocross world. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. He actually, yeah, he, no, I, he made that rap no, about his bike. It. it was actually not bad. Oh, it's kind of catchy. I think I've heard a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I want to make some, like, type of BMX song, but usually I just talk about, like, my life or shit like I used to do or just whatever really goes on. But I want to make some BMX stuff or more, like, I guess, kid-friendly stuff for BMX. <laughs> That's cool, yeah. So I had to ask, so I don't know if you, you can just say, like, next question if you care. So somebody asked us in the quick shots, so I put it in there. He said, if you're ready to talk about Vita, what the heck is Vita? Oh, Vita, I was like, so I was like 14 and like, that was when I didn't race and stuff. My mom put me in a boot camp. So like I had to go to this boot camp for like a couple weeks or it was like a couple months. And like, we like, it was like pretty much real boot camp. Okay. And I just, yeah, just like, they just want me to talk about it. Cause like, they just, it was just like, it was like a turning point where like, I kind of realized like being in trouble wasn't fun. And like, mm-hmm. I like went, I did like a jail tour and like the one thing like they were like saying and yelling at me was like, oh, like we do all this stuff. But the one thing we don't do is like disrespect our moms and all this stuff. So I just learned a lot through that program. And it was just like being in trouble and all that type of stuff isn't really like cool. And it just affects you later on, even though you don't really notice. Yeah, understandable. Yeah. I've seen those. I've seen those tours. Yeah, they can be really powerful, I bet. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I was just, like, walking in, and then the guy was like, yeah, this kid disrespects his mom. Like, I had other stuff I did, but, like, that was the main thing, because I guess that's what they really don't do. And so, like, when they told me, like, they all got up on the fence, like, screaming, yelling at me. I was just like, dang, like. Holy shit. Wanna, I'm not trying to end up like that. Like, <laughs> you know? Like, wow. I just wanted to better my life. So, cool. yeah, I guess that's just what he wanted me to talk about. It's just okay. like a program. That's cool. It's, I I mean, it sounds like you gained a different little the perspective from that. And so it sounds like you took some time off the bike around those ages. And then when did you guess get back into kind of BMX racing? Well, I stopped when I was old because like, I don't I have like a crazy life story, so I'm not going to explain it all. But like mm-hmm. I stopped when I was 12 and got back in around like it was like 16 and I got kicked out of the Olympic training center. So that kind of screwed a couple things up. And then I got caught gambling at the South Point in Vegas. So mm. then I, I just kind of quit again. And then, like, I really fell off. And then I just came back uh Lake Paris. Whenever they had the last national, I think it was almost three years ago. And then that was when I just had a jersey and a helmet from Alpha. And I got second in 1718X. And then I just kind of kept going forward. So I guess about three years I've been back. All right. Yeah, yeah. So things been happening quick then for you these past few years. Yeah, I think you got a cool story. Well, uh, we'll have to have you on and dive into it yeah. a bit at another show. Yeah, no, that would be rad. I think uh, I think it'd be pretty cool. I think people will really, really dig it. It's pretty, I mean, it's just real. It's just who I am, you know? Yeah, yeah. no, I think it's awesome. Um, before we let you go, we got some uh, uh, quick shot questions from fans for you. For sure. Um, from first one, Torque. 
What, wait, it's not just torque, is it? There's numbers. I, I forgot to put the numbers. <laughs> yeah, okay. In. Uh, Ashley, we forgot to put the numbers. Yeah. We're sorry. We, what was yeah. your first reaction when you got to sign with Haro? Uh, like when I signed the papers, or just when I realized I was going to be on the team? Uh, either, whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm just like a a big ass smile. I kind of just felt like, I mean, like James said, it's kind of like a big deal, or it should be. So I kind of just felt like I, I mean, I I've, I've worked hard, and I haven't really like done cool stuff like that so i felt really accomplished i guess yeah uh next question from chad underscore romans uh what would your signature frame look like if you could design one this being because nick just had his signature frame um i don't know he said like it just depends i guess on whatever my hair color is and we can decide so i guess whatever, <laughs> I guess whatever in a few months we'll figure it out <laughs> uh from bird body who gave you your nickname um, uh, I was just chilling with the homies. Like I didn't race and we were watching the movie, dude, where's my car? And we were all, <laughs> we were all chilling. You already know, like, yeah. And then the car, you know, when they found it and it drove off. No, it said no, I don't. <laughs> oh, all right, well, if you've never seen that movie, bro, you gotta see, you gotta watch the movie and then you'll understand. Okay. And so yeah, I haven't like, seen it yet either. All right. All right. So then like they just drive off. It's stupid ass movie. Yeah. 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 I think I've seen the big, I think I've seen, seen parts of it. Yeah. You've had to, uh, but anyways, they like find the car and my looks at me. He's like, dude, you look like a shibby. And and that was literally it. And then we just laughed it on. And then from there on, I just said shibby. That's that's how the best nicknames start. They are. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Next question here from Ben Holmond. Holmond. What is your least favorite track to race on? Oof. Fuck, probably Rockford or Oldsmar. Oldsmar, really? Why Oldsmar? Well, I wouldn't say I hate it. I just don't like though how tight it gets into turn two. I guess everything else is pretty nice, but like when I raced uh, like my first pro race or second Supercross one there, just getting into the second turn was pretty tight. So I mean, I guess that's all I really didn't like about it. So not much. Yeah, that's fair. Um, oh, we already asked that one. Oh, from, <laughs> from Riley BMX. Why did you start dyeing your hair two different colors? Because I got bored of just doing one color. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> why, Fair did you start dying, why did you start dyeing your hair the one color? <laughs> uh, I don't I like I dyed my hair when I was younger, but recently, like, I just bleached it, and I, I don't know. I just finally did teal, and then I was like, shit, I'm going to start doing colors. So, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that you do your own fun stuff like that. Yeah, why cool. not? Yeah, you make it your original and stuff, so. Uh, you already know. Y'all already know. Sauce drip. Wet. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's wet. <laughs> um, last question here from at a Lucas 421. Uh, number one motivation and your favorite track. A little double shot there. Oof. I mean, my number one motivation is probably just, I mean, I got to like take care of my sister and like my family, like I, all that pretty, like just life stuff is my motivation and just, I guess, people that inspire me. And then my favorite track, it's probably Beijing, the replica at the Chula tra- Training Center. Sorry, sorry, what track? I've never rode that one before. I, I saw, I think I've seen oh, pictures yeah? of that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen like a hundred pictures and videos. Why don't, why don't people, why don't people ever post about it? I never see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. We post on top of the hill or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no one posts a second straight video there. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. And we'll have to have you on so you could tell your whole story. We'd love to hear it. Yeah, that would be rad. Thanks for having me on.
Thanks, Jimmy. And we look forward to hear. Right, we look forward to you watching your race next year. It'll be fun. You already know. See you, see you at the kink, buddy. All right, later. All right, later. <laughs> 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 Young Shibby. Young Shibby Sauce Strip, everybody. Cool guy. Yeah, it's cool. It's, yeah. You know, someone like this, it's great to have them podcast because I don't know, the, know him very well. We see each other. We're very friendly. Yeah, he's yeah. a really nice guy. All I see him is from his social media. So you, you, as much as he's a nice guy, you always get like, okay, what are these hashtags? What are these names? Yeah. What's his deal? And then you get to talk to the guy just like casually like this because I've never really had like just a casual yeah. conversation with him and he's super cool. His story will be really interesting to get into. Yeah, I think it will. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like he's had some harder times and yeah. I think he, by the sounds of it, he's done a really good job now of kind of, let's say getting his shit together. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of respect for people that go through like, like hard stuff, whatever, and yeah. come through and like look where he's now. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I think yeah. so. I know for you coming to the streets of Coquitlam here, it was tough, Tough right? streets of Coquitlam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I grew up on the streets of Coquitlam. <laughs> Super shady. Uh, but no, that's, I think that's really cool. Yeah, so totally. it would be good to hear his full story and whatnot. So, um, um, yeah. Hell of a show. Good to hear from those two lads. Great to hear from them. It's cool to hear, the, or cool to see kind of a, a little send-off. Like, Nick's leaves the team, like younger guy. It kind of cool, yeah. The elite class, should be going on to Haro. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the team's going to do. I don't know how long he'll be on the team. Who knows? But that's pretty cool. Yeah, so I guess Shibby's their only guy now. They have another guy on Haro? No, uh, well, no. She's the only guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Haro has their, I think, other... Brooke other, and Shibby. Yeah, other teams ride Haro, I think. Yeah. Like in Europe. Excuse me. But I think they're the only Europe, two. Europe, where's that? Sorry, where? Literally never heard of that I place. I don't think there are any racetracks. We don't race there, do we? <laughs> Literally never heard of that place. How <laughs> much of roadies live there or something? <laughs> <laughs> um, few reminders. Oh, do tell. Uh, one of them we already said. Coffee chatter, motocross, supercross, fantasy. People, we're going to yeah. tell you again. Yeah. We want to get mo like multiple people on yeah, board. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, I hope you guys that, I yeah. hope the people that do join, I hope you guys all suck so I can take your money and hopefully Tori doesn't James take my money. James usually sucks at fantasy. I normally don't. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I beat you a couple times. This guy over here across the table, yeah. he just does research all the time. He listens to all the podcasts. He knows everything. I do, I do. So it's hard to beat him. But uh, no, we want to do this. So that yeah. would be fun. It'd be really fun. So reach out. Um, shout out to Ashley Turner sending us couple nice Christmas mugs, or not Christmas mugs, but Christmas presents that are coffee mugs. We yeah. really appreciate it. We received the mugs, Ashley. What do they say? Thanks for being such a good fan, of, you know, a good friend and fan of the show. Yeah. It, and the mugs, we'll read them off to you. We both got a mugs. It, it says, I'm trying to be awesome today, but I'm exhausted from being so freaking awesome yesterday. And if that's the truth, I don't, if that's not the truth, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's just hard being this it's awesome. It's just hard, you know? <laughs> it's just hard. Uh, but yeah, thanks for the... Thanks for the presents. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Anything else before we wrap up? Uh, thanks to the sponsor of the show, ProGate Europe. You know, winning starts with a great gate. I was out there in the rain today doing some gates. Felt pretty good. Thanks to Answer and S Squared. Thanks to Claiborne. Yeah. Thanks to John Sawyer. Always keeping us rolling. Keeping us rolling. Um, thanks to Savvy for uh, refilling my water to this show. Thanks for taking a few pics for us because... Oh, yeah. She took some nice photos. Like if you saw we reposted one of our story and that was, that was yeah. all Savannah. Afro was making fun of us because I kept posting those photos oh, without a coffee Oh, I was, I was meant to say that at the beginning of the show. He's asked us if we ever drink coffee, and we were literally drinking a coffee at the beginning of the show. Literally, I have a coffee mug on the table, bro. We literally scheduled the podcast for 3 p.m. so we can have our afternoon coffee while yeah. we podcast. The one time we take a photo without a coffee mug on the table, I we know. use the photo, and yeah, that happens. So. My bottle got stretched a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's Afro, that's Afro Bob. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He got stretched trying to listen to coffee chatter on the road bike <laughs> while he's doing his cycling with Leo around Bellflower. <laughs> um, next week, going to be Christmas, so I don't think we'll have a show next week. Uh, probably not, eh? No. Um, we could try to get one in before I leave for Australia, though. I, ha I had an idea. Okay, what's your idea? So we're obviously moving on to a new decade. Yeah. 
we could do a decade show and talk about one thing no. that happened. Fucking dude, this is a pretty good idea. I think we okay. could do a decade show where we talk about maybe one race or one performance or something per Definitely. per year, and we go through ten of them, and we just count them down from ten to one. Done deal. That sounds like a really fun show. Done. Deal. And we could have a guest on. We don't know who the guest would be, but the guest we could have a guest on, and they could just talk about it with us. Yeah, it'd be really fun. That'd be a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the show. Next yeah. show. Yeah. I already. We're each going to come from one thing from each decade. We're both going to get 10 things. So one thing from each. I already thought about one of the ones that stands out is the Rock Hill race in 2015 in the rain. Okay. Well, that's not going to be my 2015 one. No, no, no. But (laughs) if we have, no, we got to, we got to talk, we got to agree on 10. No, no. I think we both, we both come with our own. But then that's 20. So then we got to talk about 20 things. Dude, it's like two each year. It's fine. We could do that. Might take a long ass time. I bet you half of the, half of them will be the same for the year. Yeah, they probably will be. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. We that'd talk about it. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Talk about each each thing would be a, yeah, a year thing for the decade. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it'd be really cool. All right. That's our, gonna be our next show. Yeah, it'll be our next show. Right now. It'll be fun to have a guest. Yeah, let's get somebody in or yeah, get somebody on the phone. Guest. Have both. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe call. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, guys. We'll figure just, it out. Just you wait. We got to keep something a surprise here, okay? Yeah, we do. So. All right. Um, thanks, for, thanks for listening, everyone. Happy yeah. holidays. Happy Merry holidays, Christmas to you and your family. And we'll see you after Christmas. Later, guys. 